Hello, guys and basic witches. Welcome to another episode of Raw Talk with Sheena. This is episode number 71 with Lena Caltagirone. Let me tell you guys a little bit about my friend Lena. So we met doing the Spirit Junkie Masterclass with Gabrielle Bernstein, and we've been friends and connected since then. She's someone who's just kind of come in and out of my field and has supported me in business during her life as an attorney and now supports me by continuing to inspire me with the way that she lives her life. So just to give you a little background on Lena, Lena is an attorney is an attorney turned manifestation expert. She's also the co-founder of the International Spiritual Wellness Retreat Soulcation and the daily emails called the Morning Mantras. Through her coaching, digital classes, and retreats, Lena teaches what she lives, how to manifest your dream life. So she's one of the few people that I would say is teaching about manifestation in a way that you can actually see that this has transformed her entire life. Lena had what a lot of people would, from the outside, look in and see a perfect life. She was living in Tampa, Florida as an attorney making a shit ton of money, living in a dream house with a dream fiance and a little dream puppy to top it off. And at that time, her soul said, this isn't enough for you. So Lena completely took a 180 and is living a life beyond her wildest dreams now. And that sounds so kind of quirky and corny, but it's truly an incredible thing to witness someone making immense transformation through the power of of learning how to completely shift your life for something that your soul is asking for. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of commitment and it's an incredible story to tune into. So that is a little preview of this episode with my friend Lena coming up. So just a couple of podcasting things to touch on before we get into the episode. If this is your first time joining us, welcome, welcome. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. And to give you an idea, we try to cover everything in this podcast relating to health, well-being, spirituality, manifestation, nutrition, life hacking, dreams, and even some metaphysical things like aliens sometimes, like channeling sometimes, just the things that make people feel, you know, a little uncomfortable. I like to test the boundaries a little bit. I like to address topics that people are not comfortable with. I like to stretch what is accepted and to trigger a response because I found that in my life, things that have done that have really expanded me and helped me bring my life, my consciousness and my awareness to the next level. So it is in my intention to do that for you. Um, You guys have been amazing in responding to me about what you like and what you want to see more of. And I'd like to share a review that we got in last week. This is from Amor Stevens on iTunes Reviews. 
says, this podcast is truly a gem. Sheena provides a profound auditory space for opening your mind to new and often otherworldly topics with practical real life application. She has an insightful voice for the now age and you will expand your consciousness by giving this one a listen. Thank you so much. If you guys want to be featured, please leave a review on iTunes. Also, I feature lots of the Instagram reviews that you guys put on your Insta stories or in my comments on my Insta story. So please feel free to do that as well. Just make sure to tag me at Sheena Menina and hashtag raw talk with Sheena so that I can continue to stay updated with some of those things. Let's see. Do I have any upcoming events? I do. You guys, I'm doing this incredible event in New Orleans. I know that a Maybe 50% of my listeners are located in New Orleans. And let's see. Actually, I'm sorry. It's probably 15 to 20%. You guys are international. But the amazing thing is that my New Orleans listeners are um, frequent visitors of Raw Republic and the space. And so you guys listening who live in New Orleans, we are doing a CBD oil event. This is going to be a live event at the space taking place February 17th from 11 to 1. And we're going to be talking all things CBD oil. Uh, CBD oil is kind of the newest, hippest extraction in the wellness industry. It's derived from the hemp plant, most often, sometimes the marijuana plant, depending on which variety you're choosing. And I've talked a lot about this on my Instagram because it is one of those supplements that is a game changer for me. It's something that completely calms my anxiety, helps me sleep, helps with restless leg syndromes. I sell it in both of my businesses and I'm really excited to talk about it because I think it's a game changer for a lot of people, especially people who are dealing with autoimmune disorders and diseases. So if you guys are in New Orleans, please uh, check out that event on the space Facebook page. You can buy tickets there. And if you are non-local, I am anticipating doing a portion of the event either recorded for the podcast or on live stream. So reach out to me and let me know what you would be most interested in. And I'm happy to provide that to you. So one more event upcoming is possibly taking place in New York. I don't have the details finalized on this, you guys, but I'm very excited to possibly be doing a live podcast in New York at the end of February. So just stay updated with me on Instagram and I will be releasing that information very, very soon. Okay, so we it is time to get into this episode. It's juicy, it's fun, it's, it's positive, and it has so many practical pieces of manifesting the life you dream of. So again, this is episode number 71 with Lena Caltagirone. You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. From the owner of the celebrity acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. I don't prepare anyone. Perfect. We just start going. Let's do it. So we're live. 
Let's do it. <laughs> everyone, meet Lena. Hi, everyone. You just told someone that you're my friend from New Orleans, but really, you're not from New Orleans. But we connected in New Orleans. There's a part of me from New Orleans, for sure. You went to college in New Orleans. Yes. But really, you're just a, and you're just a, a liver in this um, experience of life. And we were just talking about being completely... Um, disconnected from what is not real stability in this world. And that's what you've embodied completely this year. Thank you. Holy shit, right? <laughs> it feels like it. It does. I mean, it's so amazing that... Okay, so so let's first introduce you to okay. everyone. I'm, I do an introduction, but I want you to kind of also talk about what you're doing and who you are and, and things like that. Okay. Less about what you're doing, just who you are. Oh, gosh. So, well, that's deep as well. So I know, like, right? How do we even answer that? We dive right in. We go for it. Okay. Well, my name is Lena. We'll start there. <laughs> um, who I am, gosh, without saying what I do? Mm, what you do is a lot of who you are. So yeah. I'll give you a pass on that. Okay, perfect. So... Right now, what I do is I have a company that teaches spiritual practices and personal development mindset stuff to people through different channels. That's perfect. Yeah. Because those channels are so different mm -hmm. and also so interesting in and of themselves. So, well, let's first tell people how we met too, like to kind of bring it all together. Perfect. We connected because we both went to the Spirit Junkie Masterclass that Gabrielle Bernstein put on, right? Yes, in New York. But we didn't meet there. No. We, we connected after. after. Yes. You were visiting New Orleans. You visited Raw Republic because mm -hmm. you were you went to Tulane, which exactly. is in New Orleans, right? Okay. So, um, and how that kind of marries into what you're doing now is that at that time, you were a full-time attorney. Yep. You were... Almost engaged. Yep. You were living in Tampa, Florida. Yep. And now you're not any of those <laughs> totally, things. <laughs> totally not any of those things. Holy shit. I know, right? Well, I mean, I love you so much as a person, but I love you okay. so much for embodying what you're teaching in such a unapologetic way. In such a big way, because it's Thank you. every single change that you've made has not been um, an easy route. And I know that from my experience with change, my experience with transformation, my experience with expansion, it's not an easy route to take. No. But it's worth it. Definitely. <laughs> you promise? I promise. I'm like <laughs> the happiest I've ever, ever been. That's really, I mean, it's just so hard to understand because what, I mean, Lena and I just had a cocktail just to be <laughs> full disclosure, but, um, what we were talking about at dinner was that, you know, I absolutely experienced this sort of fear of change in, in, in what I'm most fearful of, um, not working out. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that is business and financial stuff. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest, you know, I have to have the chokehold on it at all times because I'm so afraid not to. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to talk a little bit about how you started relinquishing those things that felt so important and, um, and just 
necessary for your existence? Right. How did you start relinquishing control of those things? Well, just to, for in the spirit of full disclosure, I don't think that they ever felt necessary to me. I just kind of lived my life in a way that I saw everyone else living it. So it wasn't like those things were so important to me or so attractive to me, but it was like what was safe or what was on paper supposed to add up to a good life. Okay. So first and foremost, it wasn't me being like, oh, I have to be an attorney or I have to be this or that. Mm -hmm. It was like I made these decisions because that's what I thought would set me up for a happy life. Right. But baseline of these things are that you do as a human being wants financial stability. Mm -hmm. You do want to be loved. Mm -hmm. You do want to be in community of some sort. Mm -hmm. So like I think innately, even though maybe you were operating on the basis of like what's appropriate and what are other people doing? Mm -hmm. um, don't you still feel like there was kind of that sense of like, I have to do these things to be okay. Yeah. Well, when you speak of it like that, like the, the need for stability and the need for community and the need for love. Yes. And those, I was given all of those things at the same time. I knew that, those weren't the only source of those feelings. And there are other places, experiences, people that could give me love, stability, and community, you know? Yeah. Why do you think that so many people don't see that? Because there's not enough examples of people doing it, I think, is part of it. And I'm not sure. I don't have the answer. Yeah, I... I deal with this a lot because I talk to a lot of women business owners mm -hmm. and I feel that there's a lot of, excuse the background noise, <laughs> we're in prison chic <laughs> hotel, which we will not disclose because there is a pretty part of it, but, um, and I don't want to insult them, but we are in a cement box. <laughs> so if you hear some prison-esque <laughs> noises, that's what's up. <laughs> it's just the people locked up right next door. So um, what was I saying? Oh, I talked to a lot of female business owners and um, I've seen these people who I've admired over time go through experiences of failure and absolute desolation. And then also seen, I've also seen them in periods of immense success. Mm -hmm. And something that I talk with them about is that I feel like that that crazy up and down cycle is happening because the structure that we are playing a part of is not stable or sustainable, especially for women, especially connected to career. Mm -hmm. So we're trying. So I feel that a lot of women um, who seem to be very successful, you know, online and, and seem to be examples of that they are in a lot of ways succumbing when you see them in the public eye mm -hmm. I think that in a lot of ways those women are succumbing to a structure that was built through a masculine energy yes which is unsustainable for a female especially with the way that kind of everyone's waking up and I feel like there's kind of a shift collectively so I agree not sustainable not sustainable mm -hmm. so then Women owners like you and I, 
we're now in the picture and we are talking about building a life that inspires us, Mm -hmm. building a life that supports us, all the things that we want, but it looks completely different from a masculine structure, which seems to be something that, okay, you do this, you get this as a result. Mm -hmm. This new way of living, this new way of life doesn't necessarily have that um, solidity to it. And so we have to then garner that and find that through our faith and through our our no, innate knowing yep. that um we're supported absolutely it's more intuition based feeling based emotion based um with a lot more faith and trust mixed in than any kind of paradigm we're we're currently in or yeah. getting out of I guess the masculine way yeah and so much freedom mm-hmm. and so if you I, I I know that for a lot of people that probably sounds like a big concept so can you kind of break it down in the way that you are beginning to organize like this new life yeah so um I operated for a while out of logic and what made sense and what was safe and practical and reasonable and then Um, once I found out that way wasn't working for me and I wasn't happy in the realms of the city I was in, the work I was doing, the relationship I was in, um, I started learning more about my inner world and getting in touch with how I feel and getting very in tune with that and making decisions from a place of what feels right and building that muscle over time because it's not something I really grew up with or I think Mm -hmm. most of us are taught. So it's about whether you're making business decisions, friendship decisions, relationship decisions, checking in, um, living a life that allows you to be more aware and awake and sensitive to how you feel so that you can notice and then having faith to make decisions from that place while mixing like intellect and knowledge, of course, you know, but it's letting that other part lead. Yeah. So it's, it almost seems like you're talking about us having two brains. Yeah. We have a logical brain and then we have our feeling and emotional brain. It's a great way to say it. And what you're saying is that like strengthening that muscle of the feelings of learning how you actually feel, Mm -hmm. which for a lot of people may seem very simple Mm -hmm. for me it's it's something that I hadn't recognized until recently that I was not mm-hmm. really, I you know, maybe on the, well, definitely on the physical side, I probably knew what I was feeling, but I wasn't expressing it. It wasn't something that was flowing, mm-hmm. like that, that knowing and that understanding, that unpacking, that sharing with someone else, mm-hmm. that opening of that expressiveness and emotion that wasn't happening it may have been something that I was probably just storing physically because I wasn't really sure what to do with stress or anxiety or fear and so working with that as an expression of of I guess like you know like a a thought Mm -hmm. um has allowed it to develop like you're saying you know so for people who are listening and they're kind of thinking, you know, well, I have thoughts and I have emotions every day. And how do I start imparting that in the decisions that I'm making mm-hmm. um, in a way that feels right for me? Like, what are some of the tools that you give your clients to start working with some of those things? It's such a good question. I, I see this as like two areas. It's learning how to live life in a way that's 
simple enough where you can listen and hear. So to me, that meant like simplifying my life a lot, clearing out a lot of people and things that didn't feel good. And so cultivating kind of that intuition, that awareness, cultivating that sensitivity so I can hear, okay, this feels good and this does not feel good. So it's like cultivating that hearing. And then the action part. So how can you start testing this little by little with smaller decisions? So whether it's something as simple as what does my body feel like I want to eat today? Like what feels best? Or if you're deciding between plans for that day, social plans, what activity feels better? And using that feeling-based place to decide and make little decisions and see the results and notice like, okay, I'm going to make a decision to hang out with this person because I'm, I don't want to disappoint them versus, okay, I'm going to go a different way, make this decision because it feels good and I don't logically know why, but it does. And then doing that and seeing the results of that. And that gives you more ammunition to make bigger decisions based on feeling. That's so big. Does that make sense? It's so good. Okay, good. Good. Can you give some examples of how that's played out in your life? Like some examples of like how you've begin, begun trusting that and like taking action on it? Yeah. Um, I mean, like the infinite examples Yeah, that I, you have? I mean, the big ones, like deciding to leave a relationship. I mean, that was the biggest one. And yeah, go into the detail of like what that looked like, because from someone who's in a relationship, Mm -hmm. things are never perfect. Definitely. There are always ways to, to judge the situation, to judge the other person, to judge yourself, to question where you are, all those things. Totally. Um, And there are times in which those feelings change, Mm -hmm. right? So like from experience, knowing that there are some things that are on a cycle that, you know, at times like disconnection may be part of your cycle. Mm -hmm. And then there are times where that connection may strengthen due to um, just being and holding space for yourself through those times. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Because then like two individuals are working. So there are many, there are so many ways of interpreting such a complicated how you feel. Totally. Yeah. So what, but when you were describing earlier what you were feeling and what you were going through, it did seem like there wasn't even a question. Yeah. And you know, it didn't come. I would say that there were, obviously it was a six year relationship tons of up and downs, tons of challenges, obviously questions, you know, just like you said. So we experienced all of the normal things like that in a relationship. The thing that I'm speaking of is something deeper that um, started off as a small feeling that grew into a bigger feeling. Um, So it's different from those normal, like, the normal problems, the wear Mm -hmm. and tear, you know, Mm -hmm. like the normal typical couple issues and ups and downs. This is something deeper. And it's kind of hard for me to explain because it's it's a feeling within me and it's hard to articulate what that felt like. But um, it was a knowing that grew over time that this isn't right for me and an unsettled feeling, an unfulfilled feeling. Um, 
it just felt very off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to explain it more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you gave the example that it's something that you knew immediately when the question of marriage came up. Yeah. And it wasn't like for you, it wasn't a sign that you weren't ready. Mm-hmm. It was a sign that there was something there. Yes. That you hadn't addressed. Yes. That now was at its breaking point. Yeah. And not even that was the breaking point. So he proposed and and it, and I'll be completely honest, I feel so uncomfortable kind of speaking on this on like a public platform because I will just he's one of the most amazing people that I've ever met and I've, so much love is. like yes ugh, so it's hard um but when he proposed there was something in me that was like triggered something that felt off and it was something I spoke to him about if you don't know me like I'm very transparent in my emotions and like what you see is what you get. So he, and he knows me right away. And like, he knows me inside Facial and out. Facial expression so like, wise. Oh God. I didn't even realize like until I saw myself on video, like so excessive. But, um, so yeah, when he proposed, there was some, something that I hadn't experienced, a feeling that I hadn't experienced that, um, wasn't just a normal, like scared emotion. Like I'm aware enough to know like, okay, when someone proposes, a fear is going to come up. It's deeper than that. It was deeper than that. It was, it was deep mm-hmm. and I, we stayed together for a year where I kind of tried to figure out where that was coming from, if I could change it, but it was like my soul felt something that needed to be done. Yeah. And at the end of the day that that's like the differentiating thing, like the decision came not from the mind, but from my soul, like from somewhere deeper. Yeah. I, I resonate with that a lot thinking about a relationship that I had that was like the majority of my college and high school and um, definitely my first love and someone who I still respect and appreciate and admire in this world. Um, But I remember that point in time that was that questioning of, is there something wrong with me? This person is wonderful, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I'm not in it. Mm -hmm. I don't want it. Mm -hmm. I like, I remember that. And I, and it's absolutely had I denied that and just continued, you know, listening to other people who were saying like, you know, maybe your hormones are off. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to go see a doctor or a therapist or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, I would have denied both he and I so many experiences, so many opportunities, so much life. Yeah. There was, it was universally, it seems like an undeniable message that was given to me that had I denied would have caused probably for me, it probably would have manifested as like physical yeah. something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think everyone has strong. That. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone has that messaging system that you can either choose to listen to or deny. Right. And I love the way that you're working in the world because it's not the same for everyone. I love that you're providing people with an opportunity to speak to you, to come Mm -hmm. on these retreats and to experience what that means for them individually, Mm -hmm. because it's not, it's not an one, it's not a 10 step program to figuring out how to, it's prison. Sorry. (laughs) It's it's chic prison. Jesus. Lord. What's happening? I don't even see People what's are going on. trying to break out. Clearly this topic is highly energized. <laughs> setting off alarms and shit. <laughs> 
um, but yeah, it's it's not. And I've I you know I was talking to you earlier. I I have very limited time to work with clients, but when I do have that opportunity, every single person's messaging system is different. Every single person's um, receiving of those messages mm-hmm. feels different. So what are some examples of kind of what you've seen as ways that some of these messages might start showing up for people through these feelings and emotional states? Well, it's just about first, like, like what guides everything to me is intention. So if you want to start cultivating the sense of intuition and listening to yourself more and strengthening your relationship with that voice and with you starts with intention with wanting it and it's a very simple decision you don't have to like speak a speech where you're declaring this to the universe like you can just decide that this is what you're wanting and that's the first step and I do think it's about cultivating a life that is a little more well let me let me okay so the first step is saying I want to start being communicated with through my feelings is that correct? Yeah, or I want to be guided. I want to be okay. led. Like, And maybe feelings aren't... Some people have... I think some people receive different messages through different ways. Whether you are in a meditation and you hear something. I've never heard something. Some people do. Some people notice signs. Some people get a feeling. Some people... Um, I don't know. I I don't have an explanation for all the ways people are guided, but I do know that it comes from a result of slowing down and really slowing down that so you can hear and notice and make space in your life to do that. Yeah. What does that, what does that look like for you? Like as an example? So my life is very, and it, I think this came over time, but it's, such a peaceful life. It's so chill. It's so you showed relaxed. up at dinner. I'm like, what? Why are you so relaxed? Like, I'm the one on vacation. You live here. Yeah. Like, this is supposed to be my vacation. And Lena is just like, life is easy. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you on? <laughs> it is like, and it, it, it works, actually. So um, I think the more I slowed down, because I wasn't always this way, I was used to be very anxious and like took meds every day for anxiety, Mm -hmm. anti-depression, things like that. So I was not a chill person. Mm -hmm. But since I've integrated things in my life that allow me to be more relaxed and slow down, it has made me appreciate things more, hear more, I think hear my intuition more, connect with people more. It's just allowed me to slow down and take in everything. Do you have to program in that slowing down? Yeah, totally. How do you have to program it in? So there's so many different ways. It's about cultivating just peace in your life in general. And God, I could go for, I could give like a hundred different ways to do this. Mm -hmm. But everything from like, what is your home environment like? Is it conducive to peace? When you get home, is, is the radio on? Is your, I mean, what are you listening to? What? sensor in the air what people are you talking to what books are you reading what like how are you living your life and is it a way that's conducive to like peace and presence you know so your home environment matters how you spend your time the people you're around because I feel like it's all energy it all rubs off on you so paying attention energetically like 
does this make me stressed out and frenetic Mm -hmm. or does this make me feel grounded and peaceful? And then cultivating a life that makes you feel peaceful. Mm -hmm. So you've cleared, so you clear out your environment Mm -hmm. and then. Okay. But there's a lot of internal stuff that's still happening. Yeah. Although I feel like that actually 100%, like you're saying, that's step number one. Mm -hmm. It's definitely step number one. Totally. Like you have to have the physical things in place. Your like foundation. You have needs to, to be sleep. Solid. Your nutrition has to be. Yep. It has. You have to be eating of a matching vibration of what you're trying to reach. Yep. And feel. Mm-hmm. So you have to clear your vessel. You have to have clean air. You have yep. to have clean water. Yeah. Those are essential. I call it the recipe. It's like six things to me. Okay, so maybe this is a good tool. Um, I call it the recipe, and these things. I've found have to be in place to have like a solid foundation. Oh, this is so good. I love it. (laughs) So you have to be eating for energy, like eating in a way that makes you feel good, whatever that looks like for you. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not going to prescribe one way. It might shape, but what feels good to you? What makes you feel energetic? Mm -hmm. You have to be hydrated. Like it's so simple, but to have clear emotions and clearer thinking and less fogginess, like you have to be hydrated. You have to be getting quality sleep. Like you have to be getting quality sleep. Mm -hmm. You have to be moving your body in a way that feels good to you every day. Mm -hmm. Again, it looks different, but you have to be moving your body. It's an energetic thing. There's there's so much shit stored in there, literally and figuratively. Absolutely. So however you want to interpret that, but moving your body, Mm -hmm. um, I definitely think there's a nature component, Mm -hmm. spending time in nature, connecting back. Um, whether that's going for a walk outside, going to see a view that makes you feel nice, whether it's by the water or whatever. So being in nature and then play. I think there's such an important, I think it's such an important (laughs) element. I mean, whether it's coloring or just like putting on music and dancing around, but like, it's not that serious. Life is not that serious. And if you forget to schedule this thing, like, I don't know. I I forget. It's so important. Yeah. All of us do. But it, when you have all of those things at play, I feel like that's what's laid a foundation for my best. Yeah. Self. And, you know, going back to kind of what I said, like, do you program it in? Um, sometimes from the and I talked about this in the last podcast a little bit because I am always telling my life coach, like, I don't want to like schedule anything because I feel like I'm so scheduled that I want to feel more free. Mm-hmm. And what that did was that limited my capacity to have that programmed portion of time where actually I was completely relaxed because Mm -hmm. I then was just continuously thinking or working. Mm -hmm. And so I love, uh, first of all, perfect recipe Mm -hmm. for like initiating a period of success. And then knowing that at first, like, yes, like those things may have to be programmed. You may have to think about them. You may have to have reminders. But as you start incorporating them, they become second nature. They become part of you. I mean, and I don't know that I knew that that was possible five years ago when I was just initiating into the health and wellness field. It felt very overwhelming to me mm-hmm. because my life looked so different mm-hmm. from that recipe, from that structure. Yep. However, six years later, it's That part of the onion is like completely unfolded. Mm -hmm. And now like there is this freaking nut of like experience and information and um, 
journeying into the self that I don't think I would have gotten to that point without having peeled back those other layers through those things that you just mentioned. Absolutely. I love that you said like when you're starting out and you're like, okay, shit, there's this recipe. My life doesn't look like this recipe. Like I'm never going to get there. I'm just whatever. It's not for me. No, like this is about little decisions, little choices every day in the direction of this ideal recipe. Yeah. That overall you wake up one day and you're like, wow, I'm doing all these things. Yeah. But it's little by little. It's not like you switch it all in one day. Hell no. No. It's and it doesn't it sometimes feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes doing those things like in your life allows you and gives you the strength to make those big changes. A hundred percent. Take those big steps. You can't do it without it. Like you, you can't have, be more you can't. on point. Like there's just there's a physical need, especially for women. And I feel comfortable saying that because most of my audience is women or very sensitive men. Mm-hmm. And it the body requests for sensitive people and for, I think all humans, I just think that some people are disconnected from it. Mm-hmm. There is such a necessity for that care and comfort and separation from stress and that, um, just in just that natural in society way of, um, accommodating the physical needs to accommodate the programs and accommodate what is expected that is so harsh on the body. And it really, it, 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 the way that I see it is that it causes the physical body to be in defense mode constantly. Mm -hmm. And until you relax that you can't start connecting to those deeper aspects of yourself because all your body is trying to do is survive. Right. So this is, is so important is such an important aspect of the conversation. But once that, portion is somewhat covered, then I want to get back to the intentionality of creating what you desire. Yeah. So let's, so yeah, where do you go from there? So first and foremost, I don't want anyone to think that they have to have all those pieces in place before they can start connecting and creating what they desire. So you're constantly creating all the time and you can do this the recipe just makes it easier, Mm -hmm. makes things flow more, but you can start checking in and becoming aware of this and creating on purpose all the time. Um, I would say it's start off by taking a genuine assessment of your life in all the different areas. How do I feel about my health? How do I feel about my relationship to my body, my confidence? How do I feel What kind of support am I receiving? Do I feel fulfilled in my friendships? Do I feel connected to people? Um, How do I feel emotionally? How do I feel my love, relationships, career, finances? And just assessing Mm -hmm. honestly and being like, this feels good. This feels like a 10. This feels like a three. Like, and, And getting that baseline reading of where you are in those areas first and foremost. I think that's like step one. And then making changes from That's there. That's big. Yeah. I don't think that most people take the time to analyze anything other than, am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. And that day and getting so wrapped up in that day. Yeah. But it's like, what about you? You know? Yes. What about you? Like, how are you really doing? Yeah. You know? How are you as the experience of this unique spiritual being in this unique physical experience? Mm-hmm. 
It would be so sad. I think about this often when I think about talking to certain people who are um, very concerned about things like appearance and outward success and things like that. I definitely acknowledge that those are things that everyone wants, of Mm -hmm. course, sure. Um, But that don't stop the, the, you know, those examples of people who don't stop to do the assessment of what you just listed and instead just drudge forward mm-hmm. on the mission of how do I look mm-hmm. and am I outwardly successful? Mm-hmm. I would think it would be such a shame to die mm-hmm. without asking yourself what you what you are, who you are, what you want to receive from this life experience. Mm-hmm. And instead, we're just driven by what society says is important. Clock in, clock out, get money, go to bed, you know? I mean, honestly, I do sometimes wish that some things were that mindless. Mm -hmm. When I'm overwhelmed, I'm like, damn, wouldn't it be nice if I just like didn't give a shit? Mm -hmm. If I could just like kind of like play the role and whatever. But then I'm like, that would probably last for two days. Right. I don't think that I would be sustained for for longer than 48 hours with that. It's not our path (laughs) to to (laughs) not to not be awake and aware. I mean, it's we've turned that corner, I think, a long time ago. And I think the benefits and the life that we get to experience is the reward of like being awake and aware kind of thing. What do you think is the connection between being awake and aware and living kind of in a conscious way that we aspire to and things beyond what we can see do you like to kind of stay grounded and just kind of connected to sort of the earthly um examples concreteness um physicality groundedness or do you like to kind of do you come like kind of play with like the fantastical aspects of totally both (laughs) I'm a Gemini. I'm I'm Uh a Gemini. There's two sides of me. There's the attorney, practical, logical, evidence-based, give me the reasons why this works, me. And then there's the, I believe in magic. I have since I was a little kid and I love witches and I love magic and I love spells and rituals and possibility and spiritual concepts and expansive thinking and that whole magical side of me too. So I play in both worlds and what I've found through what I've studied and learned is that they both work. Like they both check out against each other Mm -hmm. and they're both real. It's like one same truth. Yeah, I think, and we were talking about this earlier too. We were kind of saying, we were talking about fear and we were saying, you know, um, present state and, and the way that we feel like sometimes just needing to check in and say, I need to push these clouds aside. I need to push mm-hmm. these clouds of fear aside. I need to push these feelings that I no longer wish to feel aside and move forward mm-hmm. into a different direction. It's time. So that being the experience, really, that says that you can use both worlds mm-hmm. in whichever way you want. Yeah. We're, we're just using whatever we need to motivate ourselves into the direction that we wish to go on. Absolutely. And so we're really just all manipulating everything. There is no one truth. There are, there are infinite numbers of truths. It's the most unique journey you could be on. It's so personal. Yeah. It's like whatever works for you. Right, right. But there's just like, 
I think it's interesting when, when there are very logical based people Mm -hmm. who continuously shut out the option for there to be spiritual interaction and, um, universal truths and things like that. I think that that's so interesting because I know that just a shift in their perception Mm -hmm. would change that completely. Oh, and it likely will. Like my dad is such a great example of this. He's 75. He is an attorney practicing law with him. Grew up Catholic, very just didn't buy into any of these things, Mm -hmm. any of it just thought I was ridiculous. And, um, from like the moment you were like, I'm a spirit junkie. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, what? Okay. He's like, are you joining a cult? Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> um, talk about shift in perception. I couldn't give a bigger shift than him as an example. And this happened at 75. He is more spiritually in tune, diving into these books, these concepts, these principles, just radically shifted his life in the past year. It's what? insane. It's insane. What was his motivation? Um, you know, I think that these things are kind of like your soul is on this journey, like, and it's going to happen at some point for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. And hopefully it happens during this lifetime. So you get yeah. to experience this whole other world, you know? What I love is when people are open-minded enough to try. Yeah to be open-minded enough to say this may be true yeah to be open-minded enough to say like maybe the way that I've been thinking isn't really the ultimate truth yeah maybe I don't have all the answers (laughs) because sometimes you'll then like go the completely opposite direction but then I think you kind of vacillate back Mm -hmm. to some of those grounded truths Mm -hmm. and integrating all the things together to Mm -hmm. make this individual sort of um like we were saying that in individual strength yeah that is the only stability in the world. It's like your own personal religion, like your own personal set of beliefs that you lock into. It's, I don't know. It's so cool. That's a really good way to put it. Mm. Did your mom buy into it at all? She's not there. (laughs) She's well, what's funny is like, she definitely believes uh, she was a twin and she lost her twin brother at a very young age when she was 16. She's always felt him felt his presence and she's not, very religious, but she is spiritual and she's Mm -hmm. always believed in something more than just the physical. So she's got that component. But as far as like diving into this whole world that we're in, um, she's not quite into it, but she's open, Mm -hmm. you know, she's open. My dad is, he's in, he's in it. He's staging the office. He is, uh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Talking about he's, he loves the, uh, ritual, aspects like the historically tied yeah when it ties to history you can get behind it interesting so he's like into that whole part interesting yeah and there's so much history yeah. I mean it's almost like this was who we were mm-hmm. as human beings for so long and then something sort of deviated into a very rigid industrial sort of programming yep. that deviated us from this potentially maybe to develop our technology or to develop our um I don't know. Structure. Who knows? So many theories on that. I mean, of course. Um, And now we're recognizing the importance of for this spiritual being to be healthy. There has to be an incorporation of both. Yep. Um, There are a couple of other things that I kind of want you to address. And then we we have a couple of questions from people on Instagram. Sure. Where's my phone? There it is. Um, 
So I want you to give us a couple of examples of um, the biggest transformations that you've seen in yourself or in clients over the past year. Um, Where have they happened and what has blown your mind? Oh, God. Um, Well, I'll speak for myself. As far as transformations, this has absolutely been a year of, of trusting myself and surrendering and like letting the universe surprise me and do its thing. I've never experienced that like trust fall kind of vibe more than this year, more than leaving my career, moving across the country, leaving the relationship and just being like, okay, this is what I feel in my heart is right. Now universe, you take care of the massive amount of details that need to take place for this to go down. Okay. Such as Uh, just navigating, like when we owned a house together, you know, the sale of the house and the division of that stuff and all of the human details that have to be orchestrated to be able to conduct a move and to leave a career and transition. It's like, um, I've always been a controller. I've always needed to have my hands and oversight on everything. This year was one of like, fuck it. I don't know the answer. I don't know where this is going. I am going to just show up and like take these initial steps and like God universe, you, you handle all of this. And it has like beyond what I ever could have done on my own, beyond what I ever could have like planned, figured out, the universe is better than me by far, <laughs> way better. What shocked you? Give like, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Oh, God. that you. I mean, you're such a trusting person. Like you, you looked at me in the eye. Like as soon as we saw each other, and you were like, "My faith is so fucking strong." And I'm like, <laughs> "Why? Like what? Like that's like the number one thing that I question all the time. Like because as soon as you take those leaps, yeah, you're then tested." Yeah, you're no. then. Well, I don't know that. Okay, so like, why does that have to be true? It maybe doesn't, but maybe maybe there is a lesson in it for me mm-hmm. to garner more confidence in it, mm-hmm. it because it always works out. Yeah, but there is always that question after you know. For me, just is it going to? The question's always going to be there. It's like, what do you do with that question? And how big of a voice do you allow that question to be? And this is the same thing that you said about fear. Yeah. It's like, it's going to be there regardless. Mm -hmm. And um, how seriously are you going to take that thought? Because at the end of the day, it's just a thought. It's just thinking. Mm -hmm. It's a byproduct of your brain. You get to decide, are you going to believe it? And how much weight is that thought going to carry? How much truth is that going to carry for you? And you are the decider of that. Once you realize that, you decide what to do with that fear when it comes up or what to do with those worries and other thoughts. <sighs> so much. I know. It's but lot. also nothing. I know. <laughs> it can be nothing. Like, they can be so small. Like, you can... Fears... I mean, I don't know. You can put them in their place. It can be as easy as just being on a beach in Tulum. And being in Tulum. And come with me to the next location. I know. Wait, Lena. You want to learn how to relax. I got you. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> was it less than a year and a half ago that you were like, can I have suggestions on Tulum? I've never been there. Yeah. And then you almost like part time there now. Oh, I've been seven times in the past year. What? Like, uh, okay. Actually, have you been? what? Have you been? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Did you feel connected to it? I love, I mean, absolutely loved it. Okay. I was at Sonara for yeah. a day. Um, yeah, absolutely. But like. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like there are many places that I could love and like many, you know, I don't know. It does something for me. I don't know how to explain it. I am in my like happiest, best, like connected self ever there. And it's so wonderful that you know that and you commit to doing it for yourself. Yeah, it feels so good. Like, why would I not want that as much as possible? Well, I mean, everything that feels good, like people come up with excuses to like deny all of those things. Yeah. I mean, like, that's like, I'm very good at that. (laughs) Who isn't? Like, you know what I'm saying? But I know, I know enough about law of attraction and about all these things that I know feeling good is key. When I feel good, I'm a better friend. When I feel good, I'm a better daughter. When I feel good, I'm talking to myself better about my body and my health and I'm better to my clients and I'm better energy all around. So like feeling good is the key. Yeah. And it's not recklessly feeling good, like doing all these drugs and good. I mean, like it's, it's, it's that, you know, you know what I'm saying. We can do drugs every once in a okay. while. Okay, drugs are fine. But like <laughs> when I say feeling good, it doesn't mean at the disposal of totally like kidding. everything else. You know, it's not like right. You get it. But it's still a jumping in. Yeah. It's still a relinquishment of control. Yeah. It's still a. I'm not sure how this is going to work out. Yeah. And you do it despite that. But like, hasn't everything and always worked out? Always. 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 I'm evidence based. So like logically I'm like all right shit everything else has worked out why would this be any different and it also seems to get better and better like life seems Mm -hmm. to get better and better and I also tell that to myself all the time I'm very big into mindset do you think it's an important aspect that you tell yourself going into these things it's always worked out oh I tell myself what I want all day every day about every subject in my life it's a constant constant thing yeah I do it to um let's see like I do it when I think about it and when I am feeling out of alignment Mm -hmm. I recheck and and reorganize Mm -hmm. um or I at least look at what's coming up Mm -hmm. but I would definitely like to have more intentionality relating to what I'm trying to bring in Mm -hmm. because I do believe that there's a lot of strength in that. Mm -hmm. And that's probably not something that I've given a lot of time to because I've had sort of a chaotic existence on the, on the mental scape for Mm -hmm. quite some time, Mm -hmm. you know, running a couple of businesses and um, just, I think what my nature is, I think that I created that experience Mm -hmm. to then learn, this is what you've created. Why is that? And how do we make it something that actually like here's an opportunity to make it something that is a little bit more peaceful for you. Right. But, um, well, what else do you have to say about just freaking like everything? Well, what you just said is like so important and I don't want to forget it. You said I work on my mindset and things when I'm like out of alignment, Mm -hmm. but like when you are feeling good and in alignment, that's when you are your most powerful and most attractive. So when you do mindset work from that space, it's like, that on is fire. a really good point. On fire. That's how you manifest. Like when you're in your best energy, that's when you talk about what you want more of. Like that's what is Okay, so, so how powerful. do you grasp onto those experiences and like make them work for you? So when you naturally find yourself in a good mood or appreciating something simple throughout your day or just feeling loved or feeling grateful, like notice that you feel that in that moment and, and, and say like, more of this, please. Like, thank you. I love this feeling. More of this, please. Gratitude. Yeah. 
and asking asking for more of it Mm -hmm. when you're in that space and then making sure that like you're constantly creating an inner landscape that feels good and then manifesting from that place practicing new thoughts from that place so when you're in the super flow mm-hmm. are you are you writing oh yeah are you like are you like taking pictures and like putting them around you like what are are you concreting that in any way all day every day and this is why I didn't realize like how much and this is points to what we were talking about before like over time it just becomes such a part of your lifestyle you know so this is all day, every day when I'm in the gym and I'm working out, I'm saying like, thank you body. Like I'm so happy. I'm grateful. I'm able to like move and be flexible and my body changes with ease and like whatever I need. Like even during workouts, I practice mindset. Um, what was your question? I don't know why I lost that. How are you like concreting those examples of like Uh, flow and, um, and like just immense happiness to create more of it? Yeah. So when I'm in those times, I absolutely do use writing. Like my journal is my love. I'm in there all the time. Just describing what I want more of, what's next. Like even praying through the journal and daydreaming. Like I daydream a lot. It feels weird to say. (laughs) But whether it's a meditation or whether it's in my writing, I write about what I want and how I want to feel in all areas of my life. Well, I think that that's very important because I think that your term of daydreaming Mm -hmm. is lining you up vibrationally with Mm -hmm. what you're trying to match. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's very important. And it's about and it's just kind of the idea of visual visualizing Mm -hmm. and um, intentionalizing and, you know, creating a vision board. It's just getting you into the vibration of what you're looking for in the world to help you recognize it. Yep. And knowing that whatever you are focusing on, you're attracting back more of. So like I'll constantly be, if I'm on Instagram, something inspires me, I'll screenshot it, save the photo. If it's like um, a picture of a couple that looks in love, I'll save it. Or a destination I want to go to, I'll save it. Like I try to focus more on like what I want to call in, what I want more of all day. (sighs) Jesus. That's why you're the manifesting maven. (laughs) That's right. I gave you, you a gotta little, come, name, a I little love tag that name. name. You got to come to Soul Cation, by the way. It's like where it's at. Oh, my God. Wait, give a little, like, what does Soul Cation look like? Okay, so Soul Cation is my retreat. And um, I do it with a friend of mine. And it is based out of Tulum, obviously. But it used to be based out of the Panhandle. Where mm-hmm. was that? I remember Royal Republic. Like yes, you we were, sponsored the first yeah, one, you I think. sponsored the first one. Yeah. You've um, always been like super supportive. I love you. <laughs> um, so it's five nights, six days, but I think I might add another day because when people get to Tulum, they just don't want to leave and I don't blame them. <laughs> and I honestly, when I go, I just book a one-way flight now because I just always change it and extend. But five nights, six days, um, all girls, we're sticking to all girls. And we fly in a yoga instructor. We used to do a private chef, but now we're in a hotel. So all healthy meals included, a couple of different excursions planned. So like sound bath meditation on the full moon or like, you know, <laughs> so good. like going to the cenotes and swimming in these like magical underwater caves or like just Jesus. cool stuff, like cool <laughs> stuff that brings in the elements of Tulum and helps you connect back. And um the way the days start because it's 
it's such a mix. I'm a mixed person. I'm not like all spiritual and all yogi. Yeah. I like to have a cocktail and I like to listen to music. Yeah. So the retreat reflects that and it can kind of be whatever you want. But um, the mornings are structured. So we wake up, we have tea, juice, coffee. Then we have a soul chat, which is like my little time where I lead a meditation. <laughs> I teach manifesting. This and, is my favorite uh, part already. Oh God, the soul chats are amazing. And um it's just like girls talking and, and sharing stuff and it's amazing. Then we do yoga, breakfast, and then we have a free day. Ah, excursions every once in a while, family dinner at night and sometimes music at mezcal bars in the jungle. Like But you've you've ingrained this with the intention of transformation. Yes. Of women being able to express and release, um, to connect Mm -hmm. all those things. And so that's what I know you're seeing as a result. Yeah. It's so fun. I've heard, I've heard from so so many people who've gone and just like, Oh my God. Like it's, it's their soul fire. Yeah. You know, they, they remember those experiences and they're saying like, I need to get back there. I need to get back to that place that I was in there. I need to do that for myself more often. I need to show up to that next retreat because that changed my experience of life. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And I don't just say that because you're my friend. Oh, I love it. I say that because a lot of people from New Orleans have gone. And so I hear the responses and they've been amazing. Ah, thank you. Well, you're next. Basic witches. May. Let's go to You know, I almost wore that shirt today. You did? Oh, yeah. But it was cold. It's a tank top. It was like freezing. It's very cold. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we have to move into just the last portion, which is just a couple of questions from Instagram. So um, this is a question from Laura Mash. I hope that's okay that I said your name. It's not personal. I checked. Okay. This is about protection from people on the internet or social media Um, Do you have any suggestions for when you're feeling like you're sensitive and you're absorbing a lot of that? How do you sort of put up the protection mechanisms? First and foremost, like decide that you're already protected. I mean, that's a decision. If you feel like things can affect you negatively, then they can. So if you want to feel protected, decide that you are and decide that um, I don't know if that person is is speaking towards like negative comments on Instagram. Did she specify? Um, no, she just kind of, but that's what I would assume. Yeah. That it's just, you know, social media does inflict a lot of totally. feelings and emotions. Yeah. So I guess it's a lot for people to feel like, A, they're always on it, mm-hmm. and B, they're always feeling um, so many things as a response. Yeah. So maybe um, just how to work with that yeah well anytime you're feeling like triggered or off it's an opportunity to look inside you and be like okay what is really going on like um you know I recently experienced I have a new project called the morning mantras and uh, we're working with influencers and we got one comment from one one guy and it really triggered me and that was absolutely a sign once I like settled down a second to look within okay like what is what am I Am I not fully behind my mission? Am I not fully, how come this was able to shake me, you Mm -hmm. know, and how can I stand my ground and lock more into my beliefs about myself and what I'm here to share? And it was like an opportunity that showed me that 
I wasn't fully standing in that mission, you know, because it rocked me. Otherwise it wouldn't have been able to rock me. Yes. So using it to make you better instead of just throw you off or derail you kind of thing. Yeah. I had an experience like that this year where I was actually so, so surprised that I was like taken off guard because Mm -hmm. someone was like publicly defaming me for Mm -hmm. being a witch quote unquote Mm -hmm. and um, practicing witchcraft. Mm -hmm this person was fully serious mm-hmm. and was like putting my face on her Facebook. And wow. um, there were millions of comments from her other church members who were supporting her, not supporting me or my businesses. Mm-hmm. And so, it, yeah, it definitely shook me. And I was questioning and wondering because I've been in places before where people haven't liked me or people mm-hmm. haven't responded well to me. And I'm okay with that. I've, I, I'm okay with that because I love who I am, Mm -hmm. but there was definitely an aspect of this that made me question, am I doing the right thing? Like, am I doing something wrong? All these things and coming out of that, even though it didn't feel good at the time coming out of that strengthened my confidence in what I'm doing, which is I'm just, I'm playing in this field of life with everyone else. Mm -hmm. No one knows if we could be casting spells on one another while we sleep. Who knows? We don't know. I don't know if you're that person's not having dreams about me. And right. who knows? We really, the possibilities are endless. But the bottom line is that there is a lesson in that. Mm-hmm. And um, and something that can personally bring us to a place of non-judgment and a place of love for ourselves and someone else who's experiencing that to an extent of, of having to do it publicly mm-hmm. in that way. That must be very uncomfortable for that person. Yeah. It has to be. It says a lot about, I mean, all of these things when people take the time to like publicly shame other people or do that. I mean, it says so much more about them and what they're going through and how they feel like it. Like, do you really feel like that's the most productive, positive channel for you to get your message out? Like, clearly there's some disconnect there from that person. Yeah. You know, so it's never personal. It's about their lesson and your lesson. Yeah. Period. Yeah. That's why everyone needs a life coach. Right. (laughs) Me too. Hey, all of us. We have another awesome question from, um, this one's public, so we can definitely say her name. Ouch, Kelly Fish. This is the best question ever. It says, can other people manifest for you? My father-in-law puts it out into the universe daily that I will have triplets, which is not in my heart to do at all. And I get genuinely concerned that it's put into the universe so often that it must come true. That would freak the shit out of me, too. (laughs) Kelly, shit. Don't anyone think about me having anything like double in me at one time. Oh, God. Or much less triple. No, we're going to squash this, Kelly. (laughs) This is not going to be a problem anymore. First of all, I don't think anyone can manifest for you. Um, And flip that as well, just so you know, you can't like a lot of people are like, how do I manifest someone proposing to me? And how do I manifest this? Like, stop. You can't manifest for anyone. You can only create in your own life. So don't worry that your is it her father that's doing this? Father-in-law. Father-in-law. He can't create for you, but what does create is your attention to that topic. So the more you are thinking about it, worrying about it, talking about it, complaining about it, speaking about it, when your attention is on it, you're creating more of that. And I'm not God. I don't know if you're going to have triplets, but if you want to reduce that chance, take your mind off of it. Like don't concentrate and focus on something that is not wanted because I do believe in law of attraction. It's a neutral law, which says whatever you focus on expands. So if I were you, 
I would <laughs> not focus on <laughs> don't that. Don't think about triplets. Don't think about triplets, but just <laughs> divert your attention and think about what you do want instead. That's awesome. Yeah. You have such good insight on so many different things Thank and you. topics. Thank and you. it's really, it comes from such a grounded place and, and yet also such an open place connected place open-minded place a playful place Mm -hmm. I don't I've not giggled this much and it's probably not even a lot for you because you giggle all day every day like but I'm quite serious normally there's something about you that brings about this um this happy aspect to this experience of life and that is so important I need more of that everyone needs more of that and so I hope that you guys connect with Lena um she's awesome on Instagram thank you freaking like insta story (laughs) I love them so much maven (laughs) along with manifestation maven Um, and it's fun because you are creating this new life in LA and you're having so much fun and you're being so honest and it's it's a very fun thing to watch and follow and to be a part of and I hope that some basic witches can come on solcation with you um but if people wanted to work on like one-on-one you do that a lot as well too I do. And I, I do want to share if I can, what the morning mantras is because it's like the easiest way to interact with, with me and like what I believe in. And it's, it's a new thing, but I think it's, I've never been more excited about something and it's, I think it has the potential to like really shift just so many people because it's so accessible, but it's, um, a daily email, a mantra sent to your mailbox first thing in the morning. And it's a simple mantra on the topics of like happiness, love, wealth, abundance, manifesting, success. Oh, Siri. Whoa, Siri. That's invasive. Okay, go She wants some mantras. It's the idea that like, okay, we all look at our phones in the morning, right? Like, let's be real. Yeah. So knowing that, if you're going to look at your phone, if you make this the first thing that you look at, it's an I am statement. So not only are you starting the day in a more positive way, it's the foundation from which you're launching your whole day. So it's going to automatically drive it in a more positive direction. But by virtue of you practicing one thought, just one thought each day, over time, it becomes who you are. Like by practicing an I am statement, I am abundant, I'm healthy, I'm connected, I'm in the flow, my day is guided. Just saying that once a day will over time shift your life. Well, I love this idea because it's two life coaches Mm -hmm. giving you some refinement in, Mm -hmm. you know, you guys are looking at it from sort of a um, structural place where we have like an entire year to make sure that we're hitting all the bases. So Mm -hmm. if you do this every day Mm -hmm. for a year Mm -hmm. or even beyond that, Mm -hmm. we're touching on every aspect. Yep. Every major area of your life. Yeah. And bringing more love and acceptance and joy to it. Right to your phone <laughs> every That's day. great. And it's me personally. So these are mantras that I've, you know, half is with my business partner, Amanda, and, and the other half are mine. And there's there's ones that I've written, I've personally used, I've, I've used. Like these come from my journals. They come from me. So it's like little me in your mailbox like every day, you know? Which or is her. like a happy, giggly, loving, yeah. amazingly abundant and beautiful person. Thank you, I love. How do you sign up for the morning mantras? So you can go to theenergycleanse.com and once you hit that page, you'll see it right away. It's the morning mantras. You sign up, it's 
it's $3.99 a month. So it's like less than a coffee. Nice. I know. That's incredible. I know. And, and, um, everyone can do it. Everyone can afford it. And like literally it mindset stuff has changed my entire life. Yeah. I hope that this like everyone gets a chance to do it. You're amazing, Lena. You are. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is so fun. Everyone. I'll put all that stuff in the show notes so that you don't have to um, write it down. So connect with Lena. Don't forget on Instagram, click her little handle, <laughs> go follow her cute little face and um, make it to Soulcation, sign yeah. up for Morning Mantras and tune in for um, so much more from you because I can yes. feel that it's happening. Thank Thanks you guys. Love. Have an amazing week. Good night.